More in the Morning continues today with special guest host, John Tory. It is post-holiday blues for many people who don't look forward to going back to work. I like, I've always liked the work that I've done. Um, and... Um, so I'm happy to sort of come back and do this work or any other work that I'm going to be doing today and other days, but uh, some are different. And I thought it was worthwhile checking in with Jen Kirsch. Jen is a, as I said earlier on, she's a very intelligent and, eng- and engaging expert on relationships. In the, and Jen, good morning, first of all, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, John. Now, you like being out on the sort of the circuit. Were you out to sort of uh, tripping the light fantastic on uh, on New Year's Eve? You know, I just went to see a movie at Review Cinema and happened to run into Richard Crouch there. Oh, that's funny. I mean, it's not surprising that the two of you might <laughs> be there, but that's fairly quiet. That was it? Yeah I, yeah, I did that. I went to see one of my favorite New Year's Eve movies, and he was there seeing When Harry Met Sally. And then I just um, was with loved ones at midnight. Oh, nice. Well, I heard uh, I heard you talking uh, a while ago with Jim Richards, and it was so so amusing and engaging and so accurate in describing different uh, partners you can have, which range all the way from a German Shepherd to a Golden Retriever. And I immediately yeah. declared myself a Golden Retriever. But having said all that, I don't want to talk about that today. I wanted to ask you this question. Is all the, are all those factors that I mentioned, the weather, which is still sort of gloomy, uh, the post-holiday blues that people have when they've had a few days off and then suddenly have to go back to the, you know, back to work, and the, the bills coming in from, from the holidays, which is another thing, and I'm sure that's not the full impact of the list. Does that have an impact on relationships uh, generally and, and sort of what goes on inside the home? In other words, do people come home or stay home and, and kind of uh, end up, you know, not taking it out on, that's the wrong way to put it, but but, you know, being uh, less desirable to be, desirable to be with because they feel under some pressure at this time of year? Oh, yeah. I mean, John, all of those were so accurate and there's so much more. I mean, I think that there's there's something so beautifully magical about the holiday season and the anticipation of what will be different this year and playing out nostalgic moments. And then it's now done just like that so i think that you know if you're having maybe problems in at home and your relationship or with children or different things it all sort of gets glossed over during that the holiday season you know we think we think sequence and sparkles and music and merry times and then we're like you know today's jan second back to reality you know, even yesterday was a bit of a reprieve. So, yeah, that comes out. And I think we need to be mindful of that and how we're treating others. What, who's to say that just because the holidays are done that we should now go back to being hard on ourselves and hard on other people? You know, what are, we, what are things that we can do to um, make our conversations and our communications with others and with ourselves, you know, more empowering? It's a new year. Yeah, good point. You know, I heard you talking again before Christmas, I think with Jim Richards, about, I think it was called National Breakup Day. And I I sort of thought to myself, well, why? Because I think, you know, it's like when they talk about uh, terminating employees, which is a terrible thing to have to do when you're downsizing. They will rarely do it, you know, right before Christmas and Hanukkah and all that, because they know it's just a terrible time of year to be doing that, family time and so forth. Why would National Breakup Day, I would have thought it would be more likely to fall in the sort of depths of January despair with the darkness and with the cold weather and with the bills coming in than in uh, the, the later part of the calendar year. What, 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 why isn't, or is there a second place, a National Breakup Day that happens in uh, January? 
Well, actually, well, firstly, I think that people, you know, if you know things aren't really going well to spend time with the family, create more memories and deeper bonds, you kind of want to prevent that from happening and getting even closer when you know maybe it's sort of forced. So I think that's why that happens on December 11th. But um, I love that you mentioned this because there's something called Dating Sunday, and it's the first Sunday of January every year. So this year it's Sunday, January 7th, and that is when dating apps have the biggest surge. It's the biggest surge of people joining. It's um, I think Tinder had these stats where it's like 22% globally. People message way more on that day than any other day of the year. People are responding to messages quicker. And I think there's a new sense of hope that this year could be my year. You know, we always share the new year, new me. And I think that people who have maybe pushed dating aside or who have gone through, you know, loss or divorce, they they're sort of like entering the year anew, which could be super exciting, but could also be really stressful because there's pressure to, you know, want to find the right partner to share this thing called life with. Well, I don't want you to encourage that kind of behavior. But having said all that, can I ask you, you, you talked earlier on about people sort of adopting this uh, kind of, um, you know, more positive approach and how they treat others and so on. I mean, how do people do that? Like, I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's it, people sort of are who they are and they are what they are and they behave how they behave. And is it just a matter of kind of self-discipline, like how many drinks you have that you have to sort of remind yourself as down as you're feeling, as negative as you may be feeling about the person that's you know sort of sitting or lying or, or sitting across the table from you next to you? Um, that you just have to sort of resist the temptation to be sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, grouchy and disagreeable? Yeah, I, I like to use the saying um, in my personal relationship, but I've used this forever, and it's take a beat, you know, take a breath. I think that when there's someone we're quite close to, it's easy to take out our frustrations on them. You know, as you mentioned, January, all the bills are coming in. You realize how much you spent over the holidays on gifts and presents to spoil loved ones. And you could take that out on one who's there for you constantly with, uh, with, you know, without conditions. So before sort of airing your grievances and taking out frustrations, take a beat. You know, be kind to yourself when you catch yourself maybe um, overreacting or even just reacting in general. You know, ask yourself maybe why you're doing it. Go outside, maybe take a little walk. You know, we, we're we all like that sort of inner child is so hot right now as a topic. You know, we're all the child within ourselves. So, you know, when you talk to a kid this way, what's going on with you? And how could you be more gentle to those who have stood around and who are, you know, your constant? Yeah, and you know, I mean, if it isn't working, it isn't working, and it's going to be much broader than what goes on in January. But, uh, you know, I think the reminder is somebody who is there for you, who's genuinely there for you all the time, unqualified, unconditional, you know, that if if it's not working, then there's a much broader problem that has nothing to do with calendar. But uh, if it is, we're, we're more or less working and the person's there for you all the time, then take that breath that you talked about. Now, in finishing up, I'm just going to say I'm going to give you a warning. I want to have you back next week sometime uh, or even later this. And I want to do a show that was one of the most memorable. And I did probably, I don't know, a thousand shows when I did this back in 10 years ago. And it was a story and you can maybe look it up or see if you can find one that's similar. And I want to ask you why this could possibly be, how this could happen, et cetera, which was that some huge percentage from 
memory, it was like 25% of people walking down the aisle knew that they were making a mistake as they did it. And I want yeah. to ask you, how could that be? Uh, what could be in people's minds? Why do those things happen? When I, I took calls, by the way, a lot of people phoned and confirmed, yeah, that happened to me. And, and just to skip to the end, when I said, well, how did it all end up? When they said they knew they were making a mistake or their mother did or something like that, they all ended in divorce. So not that yeah. it's a happy subject, but I just think it's so interesting that people could be that far along in a process. And it just talks about, you know, sort of people that are tried and true to each other and so on. So I'm warning you, I'm going to call you to come and talk about that in this very hour sometime, maybe even later this week. I I have so much to say on that topic. I cannot wait to chat for you. All right. On. We'll make a few notes. Jen Kirsch, uh, who is a relationship columnist and expert and always uh, good value in terms of talking about some of these kinds of things. So keep in mind what she said about taking a deep breath and, you know, people who are there for you all the time, make sure whatever your feelings are about January and however bleak they are, you don't take it out on them. So, Jen, thanks a lot. And it's good to talk to you. And happy New Year again. Happy New Year.